Hey friends, welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and I'm just so excited to hang out with you on today's podcast episode. We are talking about a topic that I think all of us need to be inspired and reminded of because we are all making mistakes every single day. And I don't know about you, but there's been so many times in my life where I've messed up and felt like I have ruined my life. I distinctively remember a few moments in my life feeling like I ruined everything. I ruined God's plan for me and in the moment just feeling devastated. And I think that can happen to us a lot, um, whether it's a big event that's super drastic or just little tiny mistakes that we've made that we feel the weight of. And we're going to talk about that today, and we're actually going to look at it from a biblical perspective to be reminded of God's sovereignty and how he renews us. But before we even get into that, we have some exciting news to talk about. Recently, we found out that this, this podcast... The show that you're listening to right now, The Inspiring Honey Show, has been downloaded over 300,000 times. That is absolutely incredible. 300,000 of you guys have downloaded this show and supported it. And we got a super cool email this week talking about where we're ranking in the world. And I want to share a few of the countries with you because I just thought it was super neat. So in the Christian podcast charts in Canada, we're at spot 85. In the Netherlands, we're in spot 49. In France, we're 47. In the Cayman Islands, we're 14. Malta, which is in Italy, we're 12. Um, and then in Bosnia, we're in number two in the Christian category for our podcast, which is just so cool and so amazing to see how God is using this show and our community um, to connect us all over the world, whether you live in the United States or you live in Italy or you live in the Netherlands. It's just amazing to see God um, bringing this this podcast to top charting and making an impact and it's just incredible I'm so thankful for each of you and I'm so thankful for this community and this sisterhood and to be able to connect with you if you haven't already and you feel led to and you've been inspired and touched by this show it would mean so much to me and I'd be so thankful if you could leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast I read every single one of those and they just mean so much to me I'm truly so thankful for you and super excited to talk about today's topic. So let's just get into it. We got to be honest for a second because if we have anything in common with anybody, I think one of the most uniting facts that we can go back to is that none of us have experienced life exactly the way we thought it was going to happen. You know, there, there's the way we want things to happen, and then there's reality. So there's two different states, and I, I remember being a little girl and imagining what my life would be like as an adult and playing that out with my American Girl dolls and my Barbies and everything else, but the life I'm living today is nothing like what I thought as a child. And all throughout my life, if you're anything like me, I'm sure you can relate to this, I think every season of my life there has been either big events or small events that have altered what I expected that season of life to be like. Um, From health to relationships to different things in parenthood to family dynamics, there's just been so many different things that aren't the way that I expected them to be, whether it's because of my own shortcomings and my own mistakes and things that I've messed up, or whether it's something that someone has done to me 
and the implications that has had on my life or whether that's just something that is way out of my control like the sickness I went through or car accidents I was in or things like that that have really been unplanned, unforeseen and really no one's fault. Um, So there's always going to be things in our life that are unexpected and when those things come up, sometimes it can feel like we're off track of what God really had for us and it can make us question if what just happened, what we just walked through, what we're enduring ruined God's plans for our life. I know there's been times where I have sat in my room and I have cried because I felt like I ruined it all. Like I messed up and I could not be redeemed and I felt so much shame. I remember actually after I was 16 years old, I was in two really bad car accidents within like five months of each other. And I remember being so sad and I remember coming home and laying on my bed and just sobbing into the pillow and just feeling like I had ruined my life. I felt so embarrassed because everybody at school was going to know what happened to me. I went to a small school and everybody knew probably like two hours after the accidents had happened. And I think too, no matter what stage of life we're in, we can relate to that. Whether you're 16 and you crash a car and you feel like you ruined your life or you're 35 and something big and unexpected happened, like you lost your job or you lost a family member or maybe even something small, maybe a friendship ending, which doesn't feel small, but in the scheme of life can be. You know, there's so many different things that can make us feel like we're off God's plan, like we messed up. But the truth is, God's plan is unwavering. You know, even when you make a mistake, you have to remember that you can't destroy the plans he has for your life because they're simply not about you. And that's such a refreshing thing. And I think that takes the pressure off so much because you just have to keep moving forward and trusting in him And when you do that, you're able to find yourself in his grace and his mercy. Because I think a lot of the times when things happen that are unexpected and not foreseen and we feel the weight of them, we can take on that responsibility and we can feel guilt and shame. And that guilt and shame and questioning and wondering and speculating, that doesn't come from God. That comes from the enemy. What comes from God is peace, confidence, trust. Those come from God. But the guilt, the shame, the questioning, the the looming feeling, that's not of God. That's of the enemy. And that's the enemy trying to distract you from God's redemption and grace that washes over everything. And as people, it can be hard for us to understand God's grace and his redemption because we can only see within our own realm and we don't have the eternal foresight that he has because he knows the beginning and the end he knows every detail and he's in every detail and he's sovereign over it all so he has so much more foresight than we do I mean can you imagine if we were able to go back to that big drastic event that really impacted us five years ago and tell ourselves what we know now how we survived that how we overcame that how that was actually used to be a blessing and how where we were and where we thought our life ended was actually just a bump in the road that 
directed us and gave us purpose to keep moving forward. Can you imagine how much wiser your younger self would have been if you now visited you back then? So God God is so wise. He has the most wisdom that we can't even compare to and we can't even comprehend. So therefore, he's able to know the beginning and the end and everything in between and all those little details. So even though things are surprising and shocking to us, they're not to him. He knew they were going to happen. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. He knew Eve was going to eat the apple. That did not shock him. That did not surprise him. Nothing has shocked him and surprised him. And there's been so many people in the Bible who went, quote unquote, off course. But God used that to show his redemption and his grace even more, which is just so encouraging. And I just want to talk about four of them quickly with you to encourage you with whatever you're walking through and whatever way you feel like you messed up, you went off course because you did it. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And when you submit everything to him and when you fully trust him, you're going to be able to realize that it's not about you. So you can't mess up his plans. Ultimately, this life is about glorifying God, submitting yourself to God and accepting Jesus as your savior. And because of that, he's in every single detail. One of the coolest things about reading the Bible is just how every need or every problem or anything that we could ever go through is talked about in scripture. Really, everything we need is in the Bible and the Lord will always point us to that. And when we're talking about walking off of God's path or feeling like we messed up God's plans for us, We have to go back to scripture and look at scripture and what scripture says about it because we only have so much foresight of our life. We only know what we've walked through and what we're currently walking in. We don't oftentimes know what the future holds. We can have an idea and we can guess and and speculate, but we don't know a play-by-play. But God does. You know, God is the beginning and the end and he's in the middle. He's in it all. He knew when Eve was going to eat that apple from the tree. He knows everything. And King David is one of my favorite examples from the Bible of somebody who seemingly stepped off of God's plan, but God restored him and did so much through him. And he's such an encouragement to me because even though he had so many flaws and so many mistakes, He had such a love of the Lord. And we're going to talk about his life for a second because this really plays into today's episode and really is a place where we can look at for inspiration and truth about we can never ruin God's plans for our life. Now, I don't know how much you know about King David, but he was a guy who loved the Lord, like I said, but man. He had some major flaws. Like, he had some issues, which we'll get into with, like, womanizing and everything else. And we're going to talk about that. But first, let's just take a second to understand who he was. Because it's really amazing that despite all his flaws, the Lord still used him. Because it tells us in 1 Samuel 13, verse 14, and Acts 13, verse 22, that David was described as a man after God's own heart, which is so incredible. We know that David was 
from the tribe of Judah and a really cool fact about him that I think is fascinating is David was Ruth and Boaz's great-grandson which I think is super cool um and I just love that fact he was from Bethlehem and he was also known as quote-unquote the anointed one which I think is really amazing and um just really really neat to realize that he had a marking on his life and to understand that no matter how flawed he was the Lord was going to redeem him because the Lord is sovereign in his plans we know that David was a shepherd and one thing I think is really cool when we realize who King David was before he was King David was he was a shepherd taking care of his sheep right that's what a shepherd did and in those times they didn't have electric fences like we do they didn't have guns they didn't have tons of things to protect his flock so what David would do to shepherd his sheep and to protect them from predators because there are predators prowling trying to get the sheep was he would take his slingshot and as predators would come he would defend his sheep and kill the predators with his slingshot with his little rock and his slingshot just like when David went up against Goliath and he used his slingshot to defeat Goliath. That didn't just happen. He didn't just magically appear, pick up a slingshot and a rock and say, okay, I'm going to try this. No, there were years of him working as a shepherd, fending off predators to protect his sheep with his slingshot. So when Goliath came into town, he had spent so much time as a shepherd, he was ready to fight the giant. And I think of our own lives and I realize how much time do we spend being shepherds, working on things that feel unimportant, that feel unseen, that feel pointless. And we're saying, what are we doing? But really, God is using those things to prepare us for whatever calling comes next. Because David didn't know that he was going to have to fight Goliath. He didn't know that's why God had him slinging these slingshots, fighting off his predators. But God knew that David was going to be ready for the job. So God knew before David did. And all those years of David serving as a shepherd in something that was not as glorious as his role as a king had such purpose and he was able to slay the giant and that is just absolutely incredible because he grew up and was an incredible warrior and he was also then became Israel's greatest king so he was an amazing man of faith and the Lord used him but then he committed adultery with Bathsheba and when you hear that that's like Oh my goodness, he literally committed adultery. This man who loved the Lord, who the Lord prepared, who the Lord anointed, who scripture tells us had a heart for the Lord, went off and committed adultery. And my mouth is like, I wish you could see my face because isn't that crazy? This man who loves the Lord then runs off into sin. There were armies fighting at the time that David slept with this woman named Bathsheba and one day David was walking around the roof of his palace and he spotted a woman that he thought was so beautiful and she was actually taking a bath and he was like dang that girl she is beautiful so what he did was he sent somebody out some one of his people that worked for him as a king to go find her and learn about her and what he learned 
was she was not some single woman. She was married to Uriah, who was one of his best soldiers. So the lady, Bathsheba, was married to a soldier that was off fighting for him. And now this was hundreds of years before Jesus came and said that even looking at a woman with lust is committing adultery, but it was very clear at that time that adultery was a sin because the Torah had a lot to say about it. In Leviticus 18 verse 20 and Deuteronomy 5 18 and Exodus 20 14, those are all verses that talked about adultery. And the Torah went on to say in Deuteronomy 22 verse 22 and Leviticus 20 verse 10 that it was punishable by death. So adultery was not some unspoken about thing. It wasn't a gray area. No, it was punishable by death. This was very serious. And David knew, David knew it all, but he still sent out for Bathsheba and slept with her anyway. And on top of that, he got her pregnant. So when David learned that she was pregnant, he decided that he needed to cover up his sin and he needed to figure out a way to hide it. But he didn't know what he was going to do because Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, was out at war. So somebody was going to put two and two together. So what David did was he sent for Uriah and had him brought home from the battlefield. And he figured, well, if that guy is with his wife, then no one's going to think I had any part to do with this. But it didn't work out that way because Uriah told told him in 2 Samuel 11, verse 11, the ark and Israel and Judah are saying in tents, and my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. So Uriah, Uriah sorry, I mispronounced that, was literally saying, This is not a time for me to be with my wife. My men are out there fighting. That's where I want to be. So David was like, oh man, my plan to cover up the sin is not working. So what David did was he plotted to have Uriah killed. And David had killed a lot of people in battle because he was a great battler. And he killed a lot of prisoners after battles. And um, he executed plenty of criminals. But... One killing in, in particular that really displeased the Lord in 2 Samuel 11, verse 27, when David couldn't get Uriah to sleep with his wife Bathsheba and con- conceal his adultery, he plotted to figure out a way to have somebody else kill Uriah. It's just so interesting because then later the prophet Nathan rebuked David for his sin. And Nathan told a story about a rich man who stole a prized lamb from a poor man. And David condemned the man in the story unaware that it was a metaphor for what he had actually done to Uriah and Bathsheba. Uh, And that's shown to us in 2 Samuel 12 verse 1 through 10. And then Nathan went on to tell David that the Lord has taken away your sin. 2 Samuel 12, 13. Um, But it also cursed him, and the son who came from adultery passed away, Um, which is just so, so interesting because we see David, who has 
all heart after the Lord and who the Lord used for such great purposes commit something that is just so crazy. He committed adultery and then to cover up his adultery committed murder. Like he basically hired a hitman and had somebody killed and it's just crazy. But yet the Lord took away his sin and the Lord blessed him and the Lord forgave him and the Lord still used him for his purposes and and showed so much of himself through David because David wrote about half of the book of Psalms and um, he was definitely imperfect and he definitely had his flaws but he had a heart for the Lord and despite the major major ways that he messed up the Lord redeemed him and the Lord had a man that came and said your sin is taken away. Your sin is no more. And now this is before Jesus hung on the cross and died for us to forgive all those sins. And yet the Lord still had plans to restore King David and still used him in such an incredible way. I mean, reading through the Bible personally, I know that the book that King David wrote, Psalms is one of my favorite books and it's so incredible. And even though he had such disobedience and, and clearly went off God's plan for him, the Lord still used him. And the Lord was still sovereign over his life. And the Lord still forgave him, which is amazing and refreshing and encouraging and so inspiring. It's important to remember that David isn't the only person in the Bible that God had a plan for that completely went off course and went haywire and took a hard left turn that seemed unredeemable and insane. I mean, if we look at Jonah, Jonah, uh, Jonah and the whale, Jonah disobeyed God completely and his commandments and God told him to go preach to the people in Nineveh and he ran away. Um, but after he faced the consequences of that, he repented and eventually he fulfilled what God asked him to and it led to the redemption of a whole entire city. And then we see Peter, um, who was one of Jesus' disciples that actually denied knowing Jesus three times before Jesus' crucifixion. And he later repented and became a key a key figure in being able to spread Christianity after Jesus resurrected. So Peter denied Jesus three times, but then he goes on to be such a great voice to spread the message of Jesus afterwards. He clearly disobeyed. He clearly denied the Lord, but then he goes on to have such redemption and the Lord still had a purpose for him because the Lord had a plan for him to continue sharing what Jesus had done. And one of my favorite people, and this is the last example I'm going to give, is Paul. My mom loves Paul. So I hear about (laughs) Paul quite often from my mom because she's always studying something about him. But Paul, who was known as Saul, actively persecuted Christians. You know, he would seek them out to kill them. But after he encountered Jesus himself, he repented and then became a strictly devout follower of Christ and played a huge role in the early Christian church and contributed to the Bible and is 
an amazing man of faith that has an impact even on the Christianity we believe today because of what he contributed to the Bible. So all that goes to say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what has been done to you, no matter what you are walking through, you have to know that God is sovereign and that God's plans will not, and I repeat this, will not be messed up. He is sovereign. He knows the beginning and the end. And nothing we do, nothing we've ever done, or nothing we can do, will shock him. He's at the beginning. He's at the end. He's in control. And he's definitely in the middle. He is working in the midst of the chaos and the confusion. He is welding us back together after we're broken into pieces from what has hurt us and broken us. He is in every part of your story. And there is nothing you can do, nowhere that you can run, that would push you away or mess up or ruin the plans that God has. Because if we read anything in scripture, we know A characteristic of God is his sovereignty. And that is something that can give us so much peace because that does not give us a pass to sin at all. But we know that with hearts for God and with repentance and with a desire to serve him, he will work all things for good for those who love him to bring him glory. For God works all things together for his good. And that is a peace that we can confidently trust in and that we can know that our life is constantly being restored and renewed by Jesus Christ through our continuous repentance and returning to him and submitting our lives to him daily. So sis, this is your reminder. You have not gone off God's plan for your life. If you still desire the Lord, then you're still, you're still doing good. Pray, submit your life to him, and keep going. Do not give up hope because he has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life, and he is going to renew it and restore it. I want to thank you so very much for hanging out with me on today's podcast episode. I had so much fun chatting with you and talking about this and talking about the story of King David and just reminding you that you are not off God's plan for your life no matter how far you go because he is so sovereign. All you got to do is submit your life to him, go to him in repentance continuously, and trust with the hope knowing that he is sovereign. He is God and he reigns over every aspect of your life. And when you're constantly submitting to him and you're constantly running to him, you are good, sister, and you just keep loving him with your whole heart. Give your whole heart to him in submission. Read your scripture, pray to him, and make sure that there is nothing in your life that is leading you or encouraging you to hop off his plans 
And that includes the music you watch, the TV you're consuming, the people you're following online, the friends you keep close. But that's a whole nother episode. So I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with me on today's podcast episode. It was such a joy to talk to you. And I want you to know that you are so loved. I hope that this week you're able to live truly inspired by God's word. If you haven't already, it would mean so much. And it would be incredible if you could please rate this show and leave a review. If this episode inspired you, go ahead, take a screenshot of it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me at inspiringhoney. Also, share it with a friend. Let's get this show ranking higher and higher in the podcast chart so that we're able to reach more people and have a bigger community of sisters in Christ. I can't wait to hang out with you guys on next week's episode and I love you all so much. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget, live inspired.